Welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. We got a good one today. Really good one. Alright, but before we kick off with everything that's going on in the NBA right now, I, I'm going to make an announcement real quick. I know I said last week that I was going to be starting YouTube, but I'm going to tell y'all something. I am not rushing into YouTube before I start. I'm going to take it a little slow. So I'll make the announcement like right on the podcast if I am filming YouTube or not during that. Another big news. I plan on changing my name very soon. So that same day I start YouTube is the same day I'm changing my name. You'll see it all happen. So that's the big news. Anyway, right here, right now, we are going to get right into the NBA, baby. All right. K-Dizzle, KD, has requested a trade today. And oh boy, oh boy, I'm excited to see where he goes. So I'm going to kick this off with individual because Ky- we know Kyrie is going to leave too. But the main thing is, will they be a package deal or will it be individual? So we're going to start off with individual, my predictions on where K- KD could go. So, number one, I got Phoenix. Now, something earlier today said that the Nets went D-book back, back in return, and it's not happening otherwise. Personally, I think that's all talk, and I guarantee you something does wind up happening, something else, like another offer, like Aiton and Mikel Bridges and oh, like three, four, four first-round picks, two even, whatever. Because KD said he wants to play with D-book. He likes D-book. My next place is Philly. Philly just cleared out a lot of cap space. They have some picks to trade in there, and they could easily trade like Maxi, maybe Tobias Harris, never know, just to get KD on the team. I don't think it's likely. I really don't because they just kind of made a trade with them last season with Ben Simmons. So we'll see what happens there. But the number one spot I got KD going to is Portland. I think he will go to Portland. I mean, we saw the tampering that was happening with Lillard and Nurk. (sighs) However, I was looking back. And these guys have had chemistry since the USA team. They like that. They like that together as a team. And especially, especially, he'd be like another, like, not Curry. He won't be Curry, obviously, Lillard. I'm talking about Lillard here. Lillard's not Curry, but he's similar to Curry. Very similar. If there was anybody in the course of history that was close to Curry, it'd be Lillard. So him joining Portland could be something like that. And then you have Jeremy Grant that you just pick up. Yusuf Nurkic. You have a young Anthony Simons. This could be good. If he joins Portland, I'd like that. I'd like to see that. I have no issue with Kevin Durant. I know a lot of people have an issue with him saying that he's a snake and he goes where he's a ring chaser. I don't have an issue with him, though. He he owns up to it. He's like, yeah, I do it. But this is also business. And I'm here to go wherever the bag is, wherever the winning business is, because each team is pretty much a business. 
All right. Next one is Kyrie. I only have him going one place because one place shows interest, and it's the Lakers. I don't know any other team that would really suit him, per se. So Lakers would be scary. See what happens there. Maybe they do trade AD. I doubt it. But I see like some picks. Young players. Talon Horton Tucker definitely would be gone. Westbrook would probably be gone. Uh, but it would be crazy. You get Kyrie, who's like phenomenal offensively. Phenomenal. And they needed that out of Westbrook, and they just didn't get it. Then you got Braun, who's his veteran and always going to be a top 10 player, top 5 player in the league. Then you have AD, who's a defensive lockdown and a lob threat. Paint beast. So that'd be a crazy team. Now, there's another thing. They could be a possible package. Because KD even said, I wouldn't mind playing with Kyrie still. These are the only two places I could see him going. I thought, I, I'm going to put this out there. I thought about Cleveland, but why would he go to Cleveland? Cleveland looks like they already have a set roster for the next five, three, five years. So these are the two places. I got OKC. KD goes back there. Pull like a LeBron and go right back to Cleveland, but now going back to OKC where everything began with Kyrie. They got the young pieces that they could trade back. Obviously, you got players on that team that are young and up and coming and developing. I mean, Chet Holgram's there. He'd probably get traded. You got Che Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy. I like Lou Gensdorf. I like Darius Baisley. like those guys. On top of that, you got all those, what, 37, 35 draft picks? Like, it's definitely over 30 that they have over there. The Sam Presti draft picks, that'd be insane. Because they could easily trade those picks, trade some young assets to get Kyrie and KD, keep some of the young assets on the team that they want as OKC. That'd be insane. It'd just be crazy to see them go over to OKC. And I'd be I'd be even happier than Portland if KD went back to OKC. That'd bring back so many memories of him on there with him, Brody, and Harden, and Ibaka. Not Ibaka, Ibaka. Obviously, they won't be back, but it'd still be cool. It'd still be cool. The second team is the Raptors. Raptors also have young Astons. They have the rookie of the year that they have. They have Fred Van Vliet. They have Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. And then they all have picks on top of that. Trade some of the picks, trade some young assets to go pick them up. That'd be good. That'd be really good. And kind of like bring joy back to Canada, Toronto. Bring joy back to them. The joy that they felt when they got Kawhi Leonard. Speaking about Kawhi Leonard, he just got a guy. Well, he will be getting a guy by the name of John Wall because John Wall is expected to sign there. Can you imagine that team? A healthy Kawhi, a healthy Paul George, a whole healthy team. And then you have John Wall starting, Reggie Jackson coming off the bench. Maybe they do a flip-flop of that. Reggie Jackson starting, Wall coming off the bench. You have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard, you have Rocco, and you got Ivic Zubac. 
Stop it. Stop it. That's a defensive monster. Defensive monster right there. And then you still have Norman Powell. You still have Marcus Morris Sr. And you got Luke Kennard. Stop it. Just stop it. That it, that team would be insane. We get to see a whole season, hopefully. I'm not a big any LA team fan. I, I'm not a big California teams fan. I'm not. But I, the first team I ever really followed was the Clippers. When they had Lob City. They get this team fully healthy back next season. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. (sighs) Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Alright. Moving on to two free agents. We got Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal... Declined his player option, and he will be heading into free agency. He's done in Washington. He is so done. And I don't blame him. They've gave him no help at all. They gave John Wall no help at all. It's a horrible franchise. So now, Bradley Beal leaves, and I only see him going one place and one place only. I see him going over to the Miami Heat. You know how crazy that would be, too? I know I'm saying the word crazy a lot, but this is how this offseason is starting. It's a hectic offseason. Bradley Beal, we know this guy. He could give you 30 for the whole year. He's a scoring threat. That's what the Heat have been lacking. They have the defense with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, P.J. Tucker. They got that. But they brought on Kyle Lowry thinking that, you know what, maybe he'd make a difference in the playmaking side and the scoring side. Kyle Lowry's not getting any younger. And he's not getting any better either. They got sixth man of the year. They got Tyler Hero. He could score. I know Jimmy Butler can score. He's a two-way threat. But you need a scorer scorer. Like, flat out can shoot and could, like, off the dribble, do whatever. Bradley Beal is that guy. There was talks about him getting traded to them last year. And I still think that he will sign with the Heat. I have Beal going to the Heat. They got enough money. They could clear up space easily, very easily. All right, next guy. Fear the beard Harden. Declined his player option. Things are looking south for him too. So my thing is, I don't know where Harden fits. No team probably wants him because he's inconsistent. Can't play defense. He doesn't practice that much. He's taking the Iverson route and having every game be conditioning. Those honey buns are going to catch up. And clearly they have. All those honey buns I used to have on the sideline during your injury. I I don't even know where, like, if I had to take a guess... I did write down one team. It'd be the Lakers. If they don't land Kyrie, possibly they get Harden for like a better deal. Maybe that would happen. You get shooting, I guess. But I I really don't know. Harden's such a weird player. He's been on three teams in the past two years. It's just weird. All right. Final thing in the NBA, 
in the NBA right now. We have a new man going over to Atlanta. A trade went down. And the Atlanta Hawks got the most underrated player in basketball right now. DeJounte Murray. He's a lockdown on defense. He could score off the dribble. Oh, and the Hawks have been missing the defensive side of the ball. They haven't had anybody defensively up out, out on the wing. Herter, we know, can't perimeter, can't guard the perimeter. Trey Young, we know, can't just guard anybody. We know that. Now they get someone like DeJounte Murray. Oh, oh, this team. This team is a, no, no more than a fourth or fifth seed. Nah, I'm going to say fourth. They're a fourth seed in the East. No less than six. No more than four, no less than six. So I say around there. Yeah. They're going to be that team. Trey Young offensively. We know what he could do. He's the villain of the NBA, and we like that. We like that. We know Madison Square Garden don't like him. We know that. Oh, and then you have John Collins. John Collins, the lob threat. He's good defensively, too. He could get boards. He's great in the paint. And then you have Clint Capella, who gets boards. He's just that dude. Get in the paint, get rough with it. Clint Capella last season, right? He's When he went over to the Hawks, I was happy for him. This dude got them 12 boards a game. He was fourth in the NBA with that. Fourth. That's how crazy it is. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I was wrong on the Beal call. There has been news where Bradley Beal has agreed to a five-year, $251 million maximum contract to stay with the Wizards. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you staying with them? Ugh. Wizards fans are happy right now, but ah, feel bad for him. Feel bad for him. Well, there goes my call. I was going to be happy if he would get him, but I guess not. He's loyal to the soil. Got to appreciate him for that. All right, that's it for NBA. We're moving on to the NFL. We have. 290 days till kickoff. Wait. Right? I, I, no, I'm right. No, I'm not. I'm not right. I am not right. <laughs> I don't know what I was on. We have less than 80 days till kickoff. My bad. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. We have less than 80 days. Less than 80. I think we have 75 days till kickoff. I'm going to look that up. I. Man, I'm I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so disappointed. I should I should know that. Out of out of like all NFL fans should know that. Man. Alright, we have Alright, less than 80. Alright. So I was right. Less than 80 days. Alright, I'm good. Besides that, we got the top 10 QBs going into this. This season, who I got being top 10. We're going to start off with number 10. 
We got Dak Prescott. You know, I was thinking maybe Hertz would slide in there because of AJ uh, Brown now being there. Uh, looked at his stats last year. I mean, it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could slide in there. Maybe depending on how Dak does without Amari Cooper, but he still has a a good old line. He has Tony Pollard, and he has Ceedee Lamb. That's pretty good. Pretty good offense, and he still has Michael Gallup, who I love. Michael Gallup, he's a great player. Number nine, I got Matt Stafford. Maybe he should be higher, but compare these other guys. This is this is the part of the list that I struggled with. Is ten through five, four through one. I, I was fine with. I'm fine with my picks four through one. Maybe maybe it's debatable to other people, but I'm fine with them. So number nine, I do have him at Stafford. Stafford has went off last year. I I said that he would. I said it last year. You could look back at the podcast if you want. I said that this is a really good team. Matt Stafford will show why he's one of the most underrated QBs in the league. Turns out, wins a Super Bowl. Now you get this guy another receiving threat with Allen Robinson. Odell's out the window. You have Cooper Cup, who was phenomenal last year. Broke records. Now you add Allen Robinson. You have a healthy running back core now with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. O-line's still good. Yeah, you lost Andrew Whitworth. But O-line's still good, nonetheless. Defense would help you will still help you be off the field with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Now you add Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Matt Stafford at nine. Eight, I got Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson. This team's going to be back a lot healthier, a lot better. Better. I talked about this. I said John Harbaugh was going to be coach of the year. You have a healthier defense to help you keep the offense nice and rested. Right? You got Marcus Peters coming back. You have Calais Campbell about ready to be healthy. Marlon Humphreys about to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking good. All right, we got more breaking news, by the way. Sorry to cut this off again. Bobby Portis is returning to the Milwaukee Bucks for a four-year, $49 million contract. That is huge. That is huge for the Bucks. They're also in the runnings to get JaVale McGee. I did see that. So are the Mavericks. So we'll see with that. I think Mavericks will get them. All right. Going back to football. A lot of breaking news happening. I, I, I like this. Right on the podcast, I could talk about it. I mean, we know, we know Bobby Portis is that dude. He hypes up the crowd. He's good for the fans, and he's good for the team. He gets the team hyped up. They love Bobby Portis. All right, back to NFL. Lamar Jackson uh, was once the MVP of the league. Has a help. Will have a healthy team this year. J.K. Dobbins is coming back. Help with the run game. O line, I still think is really good. Uh, you have a top three tight end in the league with Mark Andrews. Yeah, you lost Hollywood Brown, but I like Rashard Bateman. Rashad Bateman. I really like this guy. He was injured last year. But this is a dude that I think will have a breakout season this year. Lamar Jackson could definitely help out with that. Number seven, I got my boy, Russ. Dangerous. 
coming on to the Broncos who have this really young, talented core, both offensively and defensively. You get a new head coach with Nathaniel Hackett, who is an offensive-minded coach. But with the offense, who do you have? You have a passing threat for a running back, Melvin Gordon, and you have an absolute tank, an up-and-coming running back with Javante Williams. Wide receivers, you have a very young wide receiver core with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and K.J. Hamler. Those are young guys. Then you have one of the most underrated receivers in the league today with Tim Patrick, who's also a veteran. And then another receiving guy is Albert Okwa-Ibwanam. And you also have Greg Dolchich, who they just picked up in the draft. I'm really liking this squad. Am I biased to say that? Absolutely. I will be proud to be biased to say that. You also have this O-line where if you look back when Peyton came into Denver, this team looked horrible on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you got young guys. You have you had uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, C.J. Anderson, who was good. O-line was bad but young. But I've always said this. An O-line's only bad until... They know who they have behind them. You have a veteran quarterback who you know is good, and you know if he gets sacked or fumbles or throws a pick because he does not have enough time, you know that will be a game-changing event. And you know if he is well-protected, you are winning the game about more than 85% of the time. That's what happened. When Payne came into Denver, we did not have a good O-line, and the O-line kind of switched gears and was like, listen, we got... We got to protect this guy back here. This is a guy that could take us to the Super Bowl. Might end up happening. Same thing with Russ. Comes in, a veteran. O-line's going to have to be like, all right, we know who's back there now. We don't got Teddy Bridgewater. We don't got Drew Locke. We don't got Trevor Simeon. We don't got Brett Ripon. We don't got, uh, shoot, Case Keenum. We don't got Joe Flacco back there. We don't got none of those guys who won't help us win. We have Russell Wilson. This guy will help us win. And that's the situation that's going to be coming into this, that he's coming into our team with. Simple as that. So, Russ at seven. Number six, I got Justin Herbert. Now, you might be saying, whoa, why at six? I mean, his O-line looks a lot weaker this year. His O-line does, and O-line's such a big part of the game. That's what people have got to realize. You still have Eckler. You now have Gerald Everett. You have Keenan Allen. You just paid Mike Williams, who is one, one of the most underrated receivers that I've said for the past four years, three, four years. So you still got that, but O-line, it's going to suck trying to get the ball off if you can't get, can't, like, have more than three seconds back there. Justin Herbert, though, he's a stud. No bias on that. He's a, he's an absolute stud. He's looking great, looking like the best one of the best picks of that draft. But at number five, I have the best pick of that draft, Joe Burrow. You gave this man a an O line finally, <sighs> one that we have been waiting for for him. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl without a bad O line. Now, he has that. You gave him Lyle Collins. 
You gave him Ted Karras. Ted Karras, I talked about him on one of my past podcasts, was a huge pickup. His PFF grade is really good. He only had two penalties last year. Out of 17 games, only two penalties. And he didn't allow many sacks either. Ted Karras is that dude. Now that you have Burrow some time, you have him and Jamar Chase, a dynamic duo, a young duo. You have Joe Mixon, who's becoming one of those top running backs in the league. More and more every game, every season. Yeah, I'm liking him. You also have Tyler Boyd, who's that dude as well. I I like this team. This is a good team right here. So Burrow at number five. Number four, I got the man that ages like fine wine. Tom Brady. Now, I would like to say that I do not know what wine tastes like. I am underaged. Just, just going to put that out there. I don't want I don't want anybody like swatting me or calling the cops on me. I don't know what that tastes like. It's just a saying. It's just a saying. Anyway, I got Tom Brady, the man that ages like fine wine. At number four, maybe he ages a little bit. He lost some of his O-line, but he also gained it with Shaq, uh, Shaq Mason. You also have Tristan Wirfs, one of the best, if not the best, right tackle in the league. You have Ryan Jensen still there. Sucks that they, uh, they lost Ali Marpet because he retired, but that's okay. Also lost Gronk, but personally, I think Gronk will... Gronk will be back. He just doesn't want to commit to those OTAs, man. He'll be back. He'll be back. You watch. And then you still got the receiving core. You got Godwin. You got Evans. I like this team. This good team right here. Phenomenal team right here. Number three. I got Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a beast. We know this. Not only can he throw like the full length of the field, but he could run. He could jump, and he has some strength on him, too. He's big boy. You don't want to get in front of him. I'd be scared as a DB if I saw him scramble. I'd, I'd rather him th- throw it 90 yards than scramble, personally. Josh Allen, we saw what he did, too. He has digs. He has knocks. He has Gabriel Davis, who showed off against the Chiefs and broke records. He also has a good old line. I like this team. I like this team. And Allen, two at three. I feel like that's a good one. Like I said, I think my, my top four is good. Five through ten may be questionable, but top four, I like it. Number two, I have the back-to-back MVP, A.A. Ron. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he lost... Devontae Adams, but at the same time, this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. This dude makes magic happen during the regular season. Postseason, he does not make any magic happen. Regular season, we know he can do this. We know he's that guy. Without him on the team, that team loses. We saw that. Cardinals, Jordan Love was the quarterback. They lost that game horribly, too. Devontae Adams was still healthy. Robert Tunyon got injured, but that don't matter. Jordan Love was booty back there. Aaron Rodgers now having David Bakhtiari back and Elton Jenkins, his best O-line on that team. They, they lost Billy Turner to, uh, well, you know, the Denver Broncos. But 
that's okay. That's okay, obviously. And number one, I got one of the Super Bowl winners, Patty Mahomes. Even though he lost Tyreek Hill, he's still going to be that guy. I think I think last year he was in his head a little bit, thinking that he needs to be flashy. Tyreek Hill dropped a lot of passes. Most of those picks that he had last year were, were not his fault. If you look back, there's a lot of drop passes. This year, I think it will be different. You have this great old line that he has with Orlando Brown, Creed Williams, one of the best centers in the league, if not the best center. It's just a crazy line, and they're young. You also have Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in the league. I'll say it. I'm fine with saying that. I don't, personally, I'm not a big fan of Kelsey, but he's the best tight end in the league. He's the best tight end in the league. You get Juju Smith-Schuster, who he might have a breakout season this year. New quarterback definitely will help. You have McCall Hartman still, speedster, and you got CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I like him too. So that's my list. Mahomes, number one. That, that's, that's the guy, number one. I like that. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. And I'll catch you next time. Peace.